Hello, and welcome back to No Kidding News. I'm Rune, and I'm here to keep you informed, but also entertained. Thank you guys, that felt very real. Last episode, we talked about the US presidential debate between Joe Biden and President Donald Trump. Debates don't necessarily have a winner, but elections do. The problem is that this election is a mess. Whilst millions of votes were still encountered, Trump went on Twitter to claim that he won big time. However, by Saturday the 7th of November, Biden had been announced as the president-elect. This means that on January the 20th, 2021, he will be the big boss in the Oval Office with a big say in what happens in the world for the next four years. The media announced that he had won by a couple million votes. Leaders from France, Germany, Israel, England and many other nations called and tweeted to congratulate him on his victory. There's just one problem. Trump is refusing to admit that he lost. Usually, the outgoing president would pass the baton to the president-elect to ensure a smooth transition. Not in this case. Instead, Trump is going to keep fighting the results in the courtrooms. He's accusing the Democrats of cheating. He's saying mail-in ballots were fake and fraudulent. He's complaining that his people weren't allowed to watch the votes being counted. And he's demanding that some states recount vote completely. Let's go on the other side of the pond while we find our first guest can give us his American perspective. On to you, Julian. Thanks, Bruno. Yes, this election has been much different than other elections, I think. A lot of people voted during this election, way more than the last 30 or 40 years. I think there are a lot of reasons that people wanted to vote this time, but one of the most important reasons is the coronavirus. A lot of people thought the Blue Party would have handled the virus better, so they voted for Biden. But many thought Biden would close everything, so they voted for Trump. And Trump would have everything open like he does now. Another interesting point from my perspective was in Texas, was if Texas would be blue this time. Although I'm 13 years old, I still have a general idea of the blue and red parties, and Texas has been blue for, has been red actually, for about 40 years now. And this year they're like really close to being blue. At my school here in Texas, where I live just outside of Houston, my teacher took an anonymous vote in my classroom. And my expectations were that Trump would win because one, there are more country type folk in my classroom and they usually vote for, I guess, the Republicans. And two, we live in Texas, which is usually red. But surprisingly, uh, Biden won 14 to seven. I think part of the reason Biden won is because there's many young people in my classroom and the younger generations are more democratic. And I think uh, a second topic on that is that Texas is growing as a state. It used to be more rural, but now it's becoming more of an urban state, not as much as like California per se or Los Angeles. But as it grows, more population is probably going to become more of a democratic state. So I'd say this year we came pretty close to being blue, but we still say it red. So I want to wait to see for the other elections in the future coming years. From Texas, this is Julian. Thank you for having me. Back to you, Bruno. Thanks, Julian. You definitely add some interesting points to our discussion. So, where are we? Trump is using unusual factors to try and avoid having to give up his throne. But even if Trump fails to reverse the election results in court, which is what most people think will happen, this election still didn't go the way that the Democrats were expecting. 
Some Democrats were expecting a blue wave. This means that they believed they would dominate the election and there wouldn't be any chance for Trump. Instead, we had one of the closest votes the US had ever seen. In some of the major swing states, which played a very big part in deciding which way the election went, the race between Biden and Trump was very, I mean, very, very close. This wasn't the nut-up fight that some people were expecting. Trump has been boxed into a corner, but it looks like he's still swinging punches. But in the end, Biden will be elected president of the United States of America, and his vice president, Kamala Harris, will make history. For more information, let's talk to our second and third guests, Gus from St. Paul's School and Tamsin from Butte House, both in London. So Gus, what challenges do you think Biden will have to overcome as president, aside from Trump's court battles? Hi Bruno. I, like many others, have eagerly been anticipating the results of the election and am excited for the future of the United States. With Joe Biden our likely president, I think we can expect to see change in many aspects of Americans' daily lives. One of the key issues he will face will be uniting his own party. As you may know, the Democratic Party is split between progressive Democrats, such as Bernie Sanders, and more traditional Democrats, such as Biden himself. Biden will have to find a middle ground if he wants to unite his party to make progress towards a second term. On the other hand, in the near future, he will have to deal with the key issue being coronavirus. Trump lost much of his support from his subjectively poor handling of the disease, opening the door for Biden to win back dissatisfied Trump supporters. He will also face challenges implementing his agenda, because he will likely face a Republican-controlled Senate. This means in order to pass certain legislations, he will find it difficult to agree with the Republican Senate, thus making this process more difficult. Thank you. I'm back to you, Bruno. Thanks, Gus. Now we're much more informed on Biden. Tamsin, who is Kamala Harris? And why is she such a big deal at the moment? Hi, Bruno. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast today. This is an incredibly exciting time for all Americans. Kamala Harris is an American woman from California who has made history by becoming Vice President-elect to U.S. President-elect Joe Biden in their race for the White House. She is a lawyer by training and is currently the only woman of color in the Senate. The reason this is such a big deal is because when Joe Biden is inaugurated as the 46th American president, Kamala Harris will become the first woman as well as the first woman of color and South Asian vice president. This is a landmark moment in history because it has been 100 years since women in America have gained the right to vote and now Kamala will be the first ever female vice president. Last Saturday in her acceptance speech, she paid tribute to her mother and generations of all women who paved the way for this moment. Wow, it really seems like Kamala Harris is changing the face of American politics. What a significant moment in history our mothers and grandmothers have been waiting for. Back to you, Bruno. That was some episode. We thank our wonderful guests, Julian, Tamsin and Gus, for coming online today. Round of applause, please. is a monumental time in America. Since we believe in democracy and truth and no killing news, we're going to wait and see what happens next, and we might have a short update in a future episode. However, it seems as if Build That Wall is behind us, and Biden is going to start building bridges instead. As 
as he says, now folks, it's time to heal. Any topics you'd like to know about, don't forget to leave a comment or question on the podcast website, www.nokennews.com or email me, Bruno, at info at nokennews.com. You can also listen to us on all the major platforms, Spotify, iTunes and Google Play. Speaking of bridges, tune in next time when we'll be discussing a related topic. A London bridge is falling down. Which one? Tune in next time for the answers. Thank you for listening. See you next time, folks. (laughs) 